Welcome to the Duval Pride Podcast. Here we are with episode number 18. And today we'll be talking about um, a recap of the Jaguars Hall of Fame game versus the Raiders last week. We'll also talk through um, Tony Baselli's big induction into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Um, And we'll also go through a little bit of a preview of this week's upcoming game, preseason game, against the Cleveland Browns. Um, So let's dive right in, go to our first subject, which is uh, just recapping um, week one, game one, uh, back to football. The Jaguars took on the Las Vegas Raiders in the annual Hall of Fame game to kind of welcome everybody back to football um, and kick off the uh, new season. Um, First thing I want to address here, uh, I saw all the comments on Facebook. I saw all the the tweets on Twitter. Everybody just pumped the brakes on the worrying. Um, One thing I don't think a lot of people were aware of I wasn't aware of it until uh, reading through some of some articles and stuff from last week, seeing some other tweets and things. The Raiders actually opened up camp a week earlier than the Jaguars. I'm still not quite sure why that was the case, but uh, they were actually in camp a little bit earlier, so they had about a week or so of more practice time than the Jaguars, a week or so uh, more time to get some timing down um, in their passing game a week so a week or so more to get um, some more conditioning and stuff like that done so uh, that could be attributed certainly to um, some of the the lackluster performance we saw from the Jaguars and also you know why the Raiders looked a little bit better um, Overall, I think you have to take everything that you saw on um, Thursday night with a grain of salt. Um, The first team offense obviously did not play at all on uh, Thursday night against the Raiders. So we didn't see guys like Trevor Lawrence. We didn't see um, really the top two running backs, ETN or Robinson. We didn't see any of the top wide receivers, any of the top tight ends. Not sure who all played on the offensive line. Um, I know I saw that Cam Robinson didn't have pads on, so he didn't play. I know that um, Luke Fortner did play on the uh, at center, did start. So um, that that's probably just he's a rookie and he he, he needs the time. But overall, just you know, take take what you saw from the offense perspective with a grain of salt looking at some specific players out there on the offensive side of the ball first um Luton looks like a lost cause I I I hate to say that but this guy got the chance to start this game He, he doesn't look like his timing is anywhere close to that of 
a guy in Slotten that they brought in, you know, with a week to prepare, and Slotten outperformed him in the second half. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if Luton is. Uh, he's definitely not the backup quarterback. We all know that C.J. Beathard going forward, but um, I don't even know if, if Luton's worth keeping around on the practice squad at this point, or uh, I I think they have kept him traditionally as like a third quarterback last season as well. So I don't know with Luton if, if you keep him around. Um, he'll de- most definitely probably survive camp. But I, I really don't know if he if he makes it back to the practice squad or, or how that works. Um, Snoop Connors, the new running back, did look solid. Um, I would like to see him in his role uh, that he's going to be asked to play more this season uh, rather than as the feature back. I think that was just a, uh, you know a situational type thing where you didn't have ETN or Robinson playing. Um, so Connor's got the lion's share of the, the carries from the beginning. Um, he does look like a solid back. He does look strong. He does look like more of a plotter type of guy. So he could be using like some goal line situations for him this season, but, I certainly think his role is going to be different on this team going forward. I really wanted to turn my attention to the defense, and I thought we got a good look at some different players. Um, the defense did have their uh, did look like they were on their heels at times um, in this game, but again, I, I kind of chalked that up to the Raiders having more time together as a team. Um, and maybe an opportunity for the Raiders to do some game planning again. I don't know if they did any game planning. I don't know. It's the preseason. It's the first game of the preseason, so I wouldn't expect them to have been doing any, but who knows? They might have done a little bit here and there just to um, kind of get the feel of what that looks like for the regular season. So, um I'm not I'm not super worried about the defense looking a little bit lost in the first game in the first preseason game. Um I I think that'll come together. I I more in these preseason games, I more try to focus on individual players and guys that are standing out. On the defensive side, um Trayvon Walker flashed a bunch early on um, to the point where when when uh, Tyson Campbell had that incident where uh, I think he had some friendly fire a helmet to his his upper or lower arm and he had to go off for a couple plays I was like okay pull pull everybody on defense uh, that's a starter including Trayvon because I don't want anybody to get hurt. Trayvon looked the part. Um, looked like a first overall pick to me. Looked like a guy that could really provide some impact for them this season. Um, his length is going to be a problem for people to block him this season. 
if if you don't get your hands on him as an offensive lineman, he's going to cause a lot of trouble for you with being able to get around you with his long arms. And I think we saw that a lot against the Raiders. Now, of course, as we get into the regular season, they're going to start to get more and more tape on him. And we're going to see teams do different things against him, chip on him, double team him, you know, give a, give a tight end to, to help on that side, give a running back to provide an extra layer of protection, things like that. So we'll have to see as a rookie, can he develop, can he uh, enhance his game, enhance his technique to get through those extra layers of um, things that other teams are going to throw at him to throw him off his game. But just as a... This is your first time putting on NFL big boy pads. This is your first time under the lights in an NFL game. That was impressive um, to see him multiple times get into the backfield and cause some disruptive plays to the Raiders quarterback. Uh, that was that was good to see. Uh, another guy on defense that looked like he's going to be a really good player for them this year is Arden Key. Um, this is the guy they got off the free agent market. Uh, he looks like he's going to be a solid pass rusher. It looks like he's going to be a really good depth guy, and that's something that this team sorely, sorely needs. Um, they have, they've had decent front-line guys like Josh Allen, guys like that in the past, but I can't say that we've gone you know, two to three deep on our defensive line as far as rush ends go. And I think Arden Key at least starts to provide that. Uh, Chad Muma um, also looks like he's solid as a linebacker. Um, he, he saw him flying around, making a bunch of plays. Um, I still can't wait to see Devin Lloyd. I still can't wait to see what he's capable of uh, when he's running around making plays out there. But Chad Muma kind of put my mind at ease that we're, we should be okay um, from the middle linebacker spots uh, if, if we don't have Devin Lloyd to start the season. Um, one thing that's still providing some angst to me, some concern, is the kicking game. Um, it doesn't seem like we have a good, solid idea of who our kicker is going to be right now they're they're bouncing between Santoso or Elliot Fry part of me says go with Elliot Fry um, just because he's a decent enough kicker Um, he's he's a veteran he's got some experience in the league so given give him an opportunity to uh, kick and then you know are you looking for somebody in the draft next year are you looking for uh, some free agent again next year I don't know but hopefully they can get that somewhat squared away um, in the next couple weeks before we get into the season moving on to our second topic today um, which was 
what happened on Saturday. Uh, Tony Baselli going into the Hall, Pro Football Hall of Fame. Um, something that Jags fans have been looking forward to since we uh, got the news that Baselli had finally been selected for enshrinement way back in uh, early February, just before the Super Bowl. Um, I'm not going to lie, this was this was emotional for me. This was a long time coming for me. I've been a Jaguar fan for my entire adult life, and this felt like vindication. It felt like acknowledgement for, from the NFL uh, to the Jaguars community. I was absolutely just like, from watching it on TV, just... So happy to see all of the Jaguar fans up there and to hear the the Duval chants, um, not only during Baselli's induction speech, but also during um, Leroy Butler's speech as well, being from the Jacksonville area, uh, growing up here as a kid, and then ultimately playing his college ball in Florida State, and then playing his pro ball up in Green Bay. Um, just so great to see us representing up there in Canton. And uh, I wish I could have gotten up there. You know, the financial stuff didn't work out for me to get up there. But uh, so glad that so many people from Duval County could get up there and really just celebrate Tony getting in and really kind of um, kicking down that door uh, for the Jaguars. And it, it just really feels like for the first time, like the Jaguars are kind of accepted into the rest of the league. I know that's that's weird to say. Uh, we've been a team now for, what, 20, almost 30 years um, coming up. But... Yeah, it just for so long it's felt like we're the redheaded stepchildren of the rest of the league. That uh, the 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 NFL just kind of if they could do 1993 all over again and and not choose Jacksonville, it feels like they kind of would want that decision over. You know, they kind of wanted a do over on that one. Um. And this felt like something like they could not, they cannot disregard us anymore. We are here. We are the Jacksonville Jaguars and we're in the NFL. Um, I, I'm super glad that he also, uh, Bazzelli also mentioned uh, Freddie T and Jimmy Smith in his induction speech. Um, really hoping really really hard that those guys get into the hall of fame one day um i don't care what my financial situation is uh if i've got to go back on the side of the road i'm gonna get up there for freddie t's um ceremony if if and when he gets inducted into the hall of fame because he's He's my guy. He's one of my favorite players ever, um, and or he is my favorite player ever. So I will definitely be up there for for that um, celebration when Freddie T gets in. But 
Jimmy, um, one of the most underrated wide receivers to ever play this game. Uh, so he definitely also deserves uh, his his bus to be uh, in Canton. Um, overall, what else can you say about Baselli? Uh, he pushed all the right buttons. I'm just super proud of uh, having that dude as as the first Jaguar to be uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame. I am so happy. It, it my wife put it perfectly. You know. It's so apropos that he was the first draft pick for the Jaguars and he's our first Hall of Famer. That's such a great um, kind of bookends for his career uh, and sort of bookends for the Jaguars. Um, such a cool way to tie that all together. So. Uh, congratulations to Tony Baselli, the first uh, Hall of Famer for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and uh, hopefully we get to see a lot more guys go in as the years go by. Um, but Tony's the first, and I know we're all super proud of him and super happy that he uh, finally made it. Okay, uh, moving on to our third and final topic for today, um, taking a preview look at the Jaguars second preseason game against the Cleveland Browns as the Browns come to town um, here coming up on Friday the 12th Um, really let's look at the three different phases for the Jaguars so starting with offense we should see um, the the first team offense for the first time Um, at least for a little while. I, I'm not sure if it's been announced for how long um, guys like Trevor uh, and ETN will play. Um, I'm definitely excited to see uh, Trevor again. Um, and I'm most excited to see ETN. I'm hoping he gets on the field and, and really shows us some speed. Um, show, you know, puts any worry that anyone might have had about that that foot um, being completely healed to rest. Um, I also want to see the timing between Trevor and the wide receivers. Has that started to develop um, in camp so far? I, I know I've heard reports that uh, timing between Trevor and guys like uh, Christian Kirk and Zay Jones is, is already starting to kind of show up a little bit. So it'll be definitely a, a very good thing to start to see uh, that uh, show on the field. Um, other big piece that I'd like to see on the offense is the O-line. Um, are we going to see you know, what should be the starting offensive line? You know, I know there's there's still some pieces yet to be decided you know right tackle um right guard left guard sorry um to be decided yet but um you know let's let's see Fortner work with what should be the you know pretty well the starting five at least with Scherf and Cam Robinson you know are going to probably start uh at least in two of those positions so 
let's see those guys uh, start and, and play a little bit in the, the first half here. Um, and then another one I'd like to see is, is you know, let's see Evan Ingram and, and let's see some of the the tight end formations and things like that that Doug Peterson's famous for uh, from his time in Philadelphia. So a lot of things to, to pay attention to on the offensive side for the Jaguars in this second preseason game. Uh, for the defense, we obviously want to see them improve. Um, I think that will that will come. Um, I think last week was just a matter of, you know, they're coming in cold. They don't have a game plan. The Raiders might have had a little bit. So, who knows? It, it It's probably just some first-game jitters, you know, not working with the guys that you're used to working with, so on and so forth. So, um, regardless, you got a you got a chance here to to show out um, for the home crowd. Um, obviously, I would love to see even more explosiveness from Trayvon Walker. Um, do we see him get in the backfield and cause more disruption? If if we do see that, I mean that's just more indication that this this guy is going to be really good. Um, I would like to see some more plays from the back end, so the corners and the safeties. Um, you know, I've, I feel like the Jaguars have been constantly over the past several seasons in just chase mode when it comes to corners and safeties. Never in a position to really make a play on the ball in the air. They're always kind of just chasing the play from behind. And that needs to change if you're going to be a competitive football team. You need to be able to read and react faster to be able to disrupt plays and and be in positions to make turnovers. So definitely want to see them be able to be in position to jump in front of passes, um, and if we don't see interceptions, we should definitely start to see uh, some of those guys making some bigger plays. Um, will we see Devin Lloyd? I don't know yet. I haven't heard if he's officially back on the practice field yet. Um, but that would be great to see him at least get in in the game and, and play a little bit here and there. Uh, but overall, I do expect to see the defense play a lot more cohesively, uh, be a lot quicker out there, and uh, hopefully play um, a lot better as a unit than they did last week in the beginning. Uh, special teams, can we get a beat on where the kicking competition may be leaning? You know, are they leaning towards Santoso? Are they leaning towards Elliot Fry? Just need to kind of. Get an idea where they're going with this. Um, that would be nice. Uh, hopefully the, the offense can put the special teams in some positions to get a couple kicks off and we can see um, kind of those guys uh, try to to make some field goals or even extra points are, are very good too to, to judge um, the kicking competition. And then finally, you know, we've all heard um, the stories, uh, the the ruling come down about Deshaun Watson. I know that's still up in the air with 
the apparent appeal coming down from Roger Goodell, Goodell but um, really, if you're lucky enough to be going out to the game this Friday night, I really want the crowd. This is his first time that he's he should be suiting up. I haven't heard anything to the contrary. He he should be suiting up for the Browns. He should be coming on that field. Let's make him feel Duval welcome with the biggest you know amount of I don't even care profanity whatever you want to do. To, to make him feel like the lowest piece of garbage that he really is. Um, I'm not going to get into a, a huge argument. Obviously, I can't argue with myself. I feel the way I feel. But, yeah, I, I don't have any respect for him. Um, and I don't think the six games was nearly enough for what... Uh, I think it's pretty clear what he did. So... Uh, I, I really hope that uh, we we all boo the the crap out of him um, come Friday night. Really make him hear it, and I hope that every every place that he goes around the league this season does the same. So um, I'll end it there. I uh, hope everyone has a good week. Um, if you're going out to the game, enjoy it. Football's back in Jacksonville. Uh, we have a Hall of Famer, which is awesome. Um, and, yeah, go out there, tailgate, cheer on your team. Um, and, and, as always, uh, please, uh, as always, thank you for listening, first of all. Um, please go like, subscribe, and rate. Um, follow me on Facebook and Twitter. And, um, as always, until we talk next time, go Jacks.